Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Cramerick Spiel podcast. Yes, you are hearing it right. I'm back guys. Yeah. Sarumathi Krishnan is back. So basically it's 10 a.m. and uh, it's 15th October 2022. And I'm in my room uh, after cleaning up the entire mess I created over the week of uh, emotional turmoil. I usually whenever I'm not uh, emotionally or mentally strong enough I create a lot of mess around myself like I take out all the things arranged and I'll what should I say I'll create a mess entire mess it was, it was a big mess when I entered my room this morning I was like oh my god this needs to get cleared this needs to get organized or else I'll just be in this sad environment forever okay so the basic uh, like beginning point of why i ended up in this emotional drain would be the fact that i have been overthinking i have also started to question my ab- uh, abilities my capabilities because i have experienced a lot of uh, what should i say reality check this week I realized that uh, certain things cannot be termed as fair or unfair just because it benefits or uh, you or a certain party. So you cannot define what is fair by just looking at a certain person's perspective. You need to be a broad spectrum a person. You need to see the sides of stories from different angles to just define what is fair and unfair. this has led to a lot of uh, what should i say mental uh, thinking or um i would say mental exploration wherein i have gone on to several sites including reddit quora and searched up uh, questions of how people deal with the extreme drainage of mental strength and most of them were like they usually clean they journal they exercise or they try to break out of the cycle of uh, forever sadness so i tried cleaning so this morning when i came inside my room i saw that uh, my blanket was disheveled my bed sheet was badly kept and the table was a mess and i realized i need to start cleaning up so i start um i started at around 9 uh, in the morning on 9 or 8 maybe i would say around 8 in the morning i started cleaning and i dusted the room first remove the entire layer of dust i know sherlock would hate me to remove uh, the dust trails because that could actually possibly be a convict's Uh, give away but uh, whatever i'm not sure lock i needed that dust to go away because because of that entire layer of dust i've kept getting allergies and i was sneezing my entire week so i cleaned the dust and um, after cleaning it uh, i put on gloves and um, i sanitized everything everything um has a coat of sanitizer right now hopefully evaporated because of the alcohol content but yeah that's what i did and after that i arranged all the books in alphabetical order um 
proper in size and uh, i also arrange them in the manner i'll use them and i try to organize to the max level possible so throughout the entire time because i was so busy thinking about the organization of everything i forgot about my problems and for a second i was quite at peace and calm after that after cleaning everything i decided to just um, sit at one place and think about what needs to be done and jot down all my to-do lists and put them in front of my what should i say this is a soft board in front of me and i thought of putting all the to-do list in front of me so that i do not procrastinate like i usually do and start doing stuff so before i come uh, start with my never ending assignments and submissions i thought of um, gently browsing through pinterest that's when i uh, came across the story of urashi mataru it's a japanese folklore people usually described it as sad and strange japanese fairy tale but i feel it's kind of uh, soothing i don't know why but yeah it it isn't a good ending or a happy ending like people usually expect fairy tales to be it gives us a sense of what should i say comfort for people who aren't experiencing certain happiness or uh, fulfillment in their life so the story goes like that of um, talks about urashima taru who's a young fisherman in one of the countryside japanese villages so here he saves a turtle out of gratitude from um, certain children who are bullying that turtle so he saves that turtle apparently that turtle was a magical one who could speak so as gratitude or thanks for towards taro the turtle ferried taro to another underwater dragon palace called as ryugu this mythical underwater dragon palace was full of luxurious things and filled with um what should i say magical beautiful things here taro the young fisherman is warmly welcomed by Otohime who is the beautiful princess of the court for a short while the young fisherman also lived in great luxury he loved it he loved the environment the entire mythical uh, island of ryugu eventually though taro started feeling lonely he missed the uh, wind of earth he missed the warmth of home So Taro requested Otohime that um, he wants to return back to his family. He said that he would be going back. As a parting gift, Otohime gave Taro a jeweled box. At the same time, she also warned him not to open the box, like never to open the box in any possible circumstance. Once back at his village, Taro was shocked. You know why? Because the time inside the ryugu uh dragon palace travels in a different speed in comparison to the outside time so when he came back he saw that everything had changed not only did he recognize no one even the structures in his village were different 
after speaking to certain strangers on the beach, Taro deduced to his horror that decades had passed since his departure. But Taro just felt like it was few days in the Dragon Palace, but he realized decades had passed. And his parents and the people he knew, his family, his friends, everybody had died. And he was lonely. Now, distraught and sad, Taro forgot Otohime's warning and opened the jewel box. That's what we expected, guys. You have to admit it. You knew it, right? Now, on opening the jewel box, there came out a cloud of white smoke which engulfed the young fisherman Taro. After the smoke dissipated, Taro was transformed into a white-haired elderly man. So he had aged the several decades in a second because he opened the jeweled box. This story I came across initially, like the first time I heard about um, Urashima Taro's story. I'm so sorry, I said, uh, I spelled it wrong way. Urashima Taro's story was when I was around 10, 11 or uh, around, yeah, around 11, 12 age. And I was watching Doraemon. Doraemon was one of my favorite cartoons. And um, in that, they had described the tale of Urashima Taro. They had given a different take on the ending. But yeah, this was the famous Japanese folklore that I read just today morning, which comforted me. Now, you might ask why it comforted me and what was the reason behind me liking such a strange and sad tale. So I feel in life there are parts wherein uh, you should not um, tread into, like certain emotions, certain situations wherein you are not involved. It's better to not open the jeweled box because it might consume your entire time and energy. So certain things in life, we should be just thankful that life gave us the second chance rather than questioning it again and again and again. So if there's a situation wherein you're not involved, it is better to take a step back rather than just going, confronting and, you know, creating a big situation out of it. Because I feel everything eventually passes. Like even for Urashima Taro, if he had not opened the jeweled box, he could have found new people that he liked. He could have managed a new life, a new beginning. He was the one who desired to come back, to return to his family. But in the process, he lost something. Now, there are different, uh, what should I say, interpretations of the same story, which one of it was... Um, like really beautifully written so i would like to share it with you guys so it is generally believed that the box the jeweled box known as tamate bako tamate bako hopefully i'm spelling it in a right manner but yeah tamate bako in japanese contained taro's age so the jeweled box contained taro's age as the time passed differently in the dragon palace in this world or the real world the days Taro spent there equated to years in the mortal world. 
the tragic tale of Urashima Taro is one of the oldest Japanese folklores, circulated as early as 5th century. As is often the case with such stories, there are numerous versions to it. So one of the versions or the enigmatic folklore itself seldom refers that the entire uh, spirit or the, what should I say, the spirit or the age of Taro was captured inside the jewel box. So either he had two options according to the princess of Otohime, the princess Otohime of Ryugu, the dragon palace, gave him two options, either to return back to his world where he was earning his family, his friend, or he could choose between uh, the luxury of the palace. As we all are humans, we earn for company, we are the social animals in this world. He went back to his world or the mortal world and realized that the time moved in different ways, the time passed in different ways, in different areas or places. Now, Ryugu is a place where he got everything, but when he returned, he had nothing, nothing to his name, nothing he could recognize, everything was strange to him. So at that time, at that time, distraught and sad, when he opened the jewel box, I feel that was the point where I could kind of connect with uh, Urashimo. Because um, Urashimo, Urashima Taro. Okay, I'm so sorry. I'll go again. So when he opened the jewel box, at that point, that's when I kind of related with Urashima. Because Urashima Taro was a young fisherman, he did not know anything. Random day, he thought of helping someone and in return, he got um, presented because of his help. But one thing led to another and even if he did, did not anticipate the results of his action, he landed up in a very, um, what should I say, unhappy position at the end so there are two ways to look into the story i feel there are two ways but there could be many else it's just my way of putting it one way is to think that uh, urashima taro kind of created his own grave he was the one who tried to help someone who went out of his way to get involved in some other person's matter or and ended up being, you know, roped in and unhappy. Or we could say, on the other hand, we could look into the story saying that you cannot predict anything. One time you can be happy, you can be content, you can be fulfilled, and the other time you cannot be. So it's life that's unpredictable, and the story kind of gives us the beauty of such life that God has bestowed over us. Like it tells us about how unpredictable the life is. And even if you are passing through that uh, unpredictability, it's better to do good for others. You could think good for others. You could do, go help them. But it's better to stay in your own grounds when you realize that you should not be involved in a particular situation.
that's like if someone is warning you you someone close to you who knows the situation is warning you to stay away from that situation it's better to listen that's what i think um the entire perspective of the story was so yeah i thought um i saw the story random story online and i thought of sharing it with you guys as well to whomsoever would love to listen to it and thanks for listening thanks for listening till the end and yeah hopefully i'll get back to podcasting every week and not procrastinate okay bye bye see you later